I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a nonconformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. So let's pretend we have that cup of coffee. We're gonna go to a cool coffee shop, all right? I'm feeling kind of spicy, I'm feeling kind of trendy. We're gonna go somewhere cool. You get there first. Now, I really want you to think about this. You went to LinkedIn, you saw me, you know what I look like, you see me walking in. What's going through your mind right there and now? How long is this gonna take? What's gonna be required of me? What's he want? You're not thinking about all the other priorities you might have that day. Then I get the coffee and you see me walking towards you, all right? What are you doing now? You're looking for patterns. Am I wearing a t-shirt, jeans, flip-flops, baseball cap? You're trying to pick up based on my, what I'm wearing, what can you expect in this conversation with me? What if I'm wearing a suit, all right, with a tie, matching cufflinks, and a matching little pocket hanky? That's also telling you something too, isn't it? You're looking for patterns. What you're also looking for is my energy. You're looking for how I walk. You're looking for my eye contact. You're looking for all of it. Why? Because you're trying to predict the exchange you're about to have with me. Is it going to harm or is it going to help you? Harm is you got to sit through a 45 minute conversation with me when I'm trying to sell you on something. Help is you're having a conversation with me and maybe I help you think about your business differently. Let's continue. In that conversation, now I start some small talk with you. Some of you are not gonna like it at all because you don't want a small talk. And that small talk signifies to you, I might be trying to build rapport. And rapport is part of sales. You're looking for patterns. Now we get to the good stuff. I'm asking you questions. Hey, how did 22 go? How was your performance? How'd you do? What'd you like most about 22? What'd you like least? 23, what's exciting you? What's got you really happy? What's got you excited? What's concerning you? Then I ask you about your performance as a leader or in sales. As I'm asking you these questions, remember, we've been at this conversation now for 10 minutes. What's going through your head? Where's Dan going with this? Why is he asking me that? What's he looking for? How's he gonna use my answer? Ever ask a question, whether in leadership or sales, and you thought it was a damn good question, but you got a surface level answer? There's a reason why. There's actually three. I'll tell them to you right now. Number one, by far foremost, is the person that was asking you the question, you didn't trust their intent. Or if you were asking the question, the person receiving it didn't trust your intent. That's number one. Number two, the person receiving your question didn't see the value and the effort in answering it. And then lastly, they didn't have an answer. They didn't know. But that first one's key. They didn't trust the intent of your question. You might be saying, well, I'm a trustworthy person. They didn't trust the intent. Let's pretend finally you do share something with me and I jump. I start telling you I can solve it. I'm gonna write a book about it. Here's three clients I've already solved before. I tell you about my process. I go through that entire whole spiel. How are you listening in that moment? Are you listening to qualify me and say, yeah, I wanna do business with him now? or are you listening to disqualify me? You're listening to disqualify me. There's a lot of reasons behind it, but the simplest reason is as soon as you can disqualify me, you're off the hook. You don't have to do anything different. I could tell you I wrote four books on the subject, but if you aren't ready to receive it, you will spend your time and effort disqualifying because as soon as you can, 
No more time, effort, thinking about it. You don't have to contemplate change. You don't have to contemplate investing the money, anything. Human nature, every one of your prospects does this. Every one of your teammates does this. We overestimate what we currently do and we underestimate what we can gain by doing something different. We do it all the time, control and safety, control and safety. So now I pitched you for about five minutes in that meeting, it's time the meeting's up and we both say, okay, you look at me and go, hey, Dan, you give me a lot to think about today. I really appreciate the time. I gotta run, I gotta thing. You're walking out in the parking lot. Are you debating making a change? Probably not. Unless you're one of the 10% in the room who might have already been thinking about hiring a sales coach or performance coach. You're not thinking about making a change. So here's what we've covered so far. Number one, the trust factor. When it came to the questions, I didn't build a lot of trust with you. I didn't tell you why I was asking the questions. More than likely, the questions served me and my purpose of trying to find your pain so I can solve it. You weren't honest, you weren't vulnerable because you didn't know how I was gonna use your answer against you. You didn't know if I was gonna judge your answer. That's human nature. When it came to listening, right? Did you, did you listen? How did you listen? And then when you left the meeting, were you really thinking about change? All that happened, and guess whose fault it is? My fault, because of how I showed up. One of the key foundations of trust is our mindset. Because remember, we're always trying to predict the exchange. Low intent, scarcity, and then there's attachment, right? Aaron mentioned attachment. Attachment's the most powerful one. That's when you go into a meeting and you've identified some kind of win theme or an outcome or a result. Get the second meeting, get the demo, get some kind of contactual agreement, commitment. You cannot build trust from this mindset. When we are attached, we will only ask questions that drive the conversation to where we want it to go. When we're scarce and low intent, we only listen for things, we only pay attention to things that tell us that's an avenue. If we go down that avenue, we might be able to get the demo. We might be able to align our value. We might be able to get that second meeting. If I'm doing that to you in that cup of coffee, are you gonna trust me? No way. Doesn't matter how many books I've written. Mindset is the key to trust, even in leadership, even as a dad or a mom, all right? I could tell you story after story. I got two 19-year-olds, I got a 17-year-old, and I got a 15-year-old, all right? I got plenty of stories of how I had to detach in the moment with my kids, because we're parents. But we have to think mindfully. We have to be in the moment. We have to not re react, we respond. Here's the mindset to work toward. All right? This is the mindset that builds trust. So you have abundance. Abundance is very simple. And it's this, this one meeting doesn't define me. This one question does not define me. This one moment does not define me. Literally, that is abundance. You get rid of that scarcity. You reframe your thinking. Oh, I hope this goes well. No, this one moment will not define me. Sun comes up tomorrow, all right? The next one, high intent. It's the most tangible, immediate one you can think of. Low intent is when we're sitting in the meeting and the other person's talking, the prospect or our teammate, and we're only catching every five or six words because we're too busy thinking about the next question you wanna ask. In particular in sales, because we're thinking, what's the golden question? How do I ask this next question? What is this next question? So I can now deliver my value. I can now get them to see how I can help them. 
That's low intent. High intent is simple. You go into a conversation, how and if I can help, is that other person even ready for it? Again, think about that. Every one of you in the room can do that starting today. Mindset, how and if, is this prospect, is this other person, are they even ready for my help? What you'll find is all your questions start to gravitate toward that. Now you're being a true trusted advisor. Now you're being a true consultant. And the biggest one is detachment. It's also the hardest. But detachment works like this. When you go into a meeting, just like an athlete does, just like a Navy SEAL does, right when it's time to perform, for us, it's meetings, it's conversations. That's our performance, that's our stage, right? It's where the exchange happens. Detachment, you let go of the outcome. Prep all you want, put all the hours in, but you let go of the outcome. That's what you do, that's detachment. If the prospect, the other person says anything negative to you, remind yourself, that's just information, because that's all it is. It's just their opinion, that's all it is. It doesn't mean anything yet. Let me turn into it. If you look at your competition, do they have sales mindset or high performance mindset? They have a sales mindset. Most human beings, if we're not careful, we have attachment, low intent, and we need to be scarce, all right? Doesn't make us bad people, right? We have to work our way out of it, that's all. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you wanna get engaged with us outside of the podcast, be sure to go to our website, lapin180.com, go to contact us. You can also engage with us on LinkedIn at Dan Lappin or Lappin180.